0: Shalom, and good morning. Welcome to Life Bites. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you are keeping well. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, we thank you for your desire to speak to us always. Give to us, Lord, a desire to want to hear you always and to obey you always. And we thank you that you have given us the spirit of truth that will expose all deceptions and falsehood. So God, that we will always stand strong in our faith. God, we come before you, we humble ourselves again as we desire to hear you to speak to us today. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Before we turn to chapter four, let me pick up where we left off in our last episode, chapter three, verse 24. And this is how we know that God lives in us. We know it by the Spirit He gave us. Now, simply means, if we have God living in us, we will surely have His Spirit living in us. And why is this important? Now, the text we're going to study today will tell us why. So friends, do you have the Spirit of God living in you? And how do you know? Let's read our text today from 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 6. We're going to start with verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now friends, having the Spirit of God in us is vital because that would enable us to discern truth from error. And that's what the word test means, to discern, to identify false teachings, false prophets, antichrist spirit, and that particular pastor or reverend or whatever they claim they are, prophets, maybe apostles. What John is telling us is that test the spirit, if they are from God or not. Even when the devil's soul lies into our mind and tries to use us to destroy the body of Christ, the church, we can spot it and reject it. Let me show an illustration to begin with. I have some friends, pastors from Australia, came to KL for ministries. They went shopping at Pataling Street. At the moment, the shop owner who sells watches saw a group of white people coming. They lifted their voices and called them to buy. Come, come, branded watch, Rolex original copy. What original copy? There is no such an original copy, right? Means you're original. It's original, but when you say it's original copy, it's not an original. So. Actually, these watches actually look really original, but they are not. So friends, same thing in this world. There are just too many original copies nowadays, especially when it comes to the Christian faith. Now in verse 6, John says, This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Now interestingly, why do we need to recognize if it's true or false, if they are as obvious as black and white. Easy right to differentiate? Precisely because it is not that obvious. That is a problem. Now, I have already discussed how the serpent deceived Eve in the previous episode, using that as an example to show us. See, look at the world today, friends. There are just too many false teachings. Cults that sound the same, but not the same original copy, they tell you theirs is the truth, but it is not the original truth. Now, Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher says, this sermon is not a matter of simply telling the difference between what is right and wrong, rather, it is the difference between right and almost right. Is that true? Between right and almost right. Very close to right, but they're not right. Original copy. Now what Matthew chapter 24, verse 24, Jesus himself warned us, For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders. So as to deceive, deceive is the key word, if possible, even God's chosen ones. So what Jesus is implying, don't think just because you are a Christian or a Christian leader, So you will be spared. Why some Christians easily deceived by these false prophets and teachings? That's exactly what Jesus is warning us because they are chasing after signs and wonders and miracle workers. Well, the question is, but how come they can't tell that that's false teachings? We've explored many reasons in our previous episodes. Please listen to it again. But here John highlights one more reason. Let's continue reading from verse 2, 3, and 4. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Wow! You see, in other words, John is saying that the Holy Spirit in you is greater than the spirits in the world. And that is why it is not difficult for us to discern truth from error if we have the Holy Spirit of God living and reigning in our lives. Friends, do you have the Spirit of God living and reigning in you? Now, you will have the Spirit of God, not the false spirits, living in you, if, verse 2 tells us, you acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Now, the word acknowledge, homologio in the Greek, H-O-M-O-L-O-G-E-O, it means more than just acknowledge, like, oh, I acknowledge, you know, yeah. In fact, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. No, no, it's more than that. This word means to say the same thing as another, to say the same thing. More than just, I agree, but say it. To declare openly, that's what it means. To concede or to surrender. And that is why this word is a compound word of two Greek words. Homo, which means together, and logos, which means the word. So you put it together, homologio, which basically tells us everything we say must be together, same as the word so you must say the same thing declare openly as what the word of God says and surrender your life to this word of God not just say I believe in my heart but to speak it all the time declare it all the time surrender to this word of God all the time that's what homologio means. You see, how often we speak and proclaim the word of God, surrender to the word of God. How often? You see? So, but more on that, it says that you acknowledge that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. It says, so in other words, when we homologio, we homologio to this very important truth that is, Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. Now, why is that important? You see, this phrase has come in the flesh. Now, if Jesus was just a mere human, not God, there's no need for John to emphasize has come in the flesh. I- imagine for a moment you think that when you were born, your parents introduce you to other people and they say, this is my son, David. He has come in the flesh. Huh that's weird, right? That's like really, really weird. Now, obviously, if Jesus has come in the flesh, he must not be in the flesh before he came, right? So what was he? He was God before he came in the flesh. How do I know that? Please read the Gospel of John again and again and get this truth into your soul. That's the original truth. The Gospel of John, read it. Now, Also, John was actually tackling a false teaching, the Gnostics that say Jesus was just a spirit, not flesh. The implication is huge, friends. means that what the Gnostics were saying, Jesus couldn't have died as a man, flesh and blood, to redeem us. See, ever since 2,000 years ago, there have been many, many until today, false teachers twisted the truth and denied Jesus' incarnation. God became man. Flesh and blood. Wow, this is serious. See, I want you to really get this. You ask anyone, does their God love them? Well, if they say yes, most people will say yes, then you ask for the most perfect evidence of their God's love for them. You see, friends, nobody can show you convincingly, because if we take away the cross of Jesus Christ, where the Son of God has come into the world in the flesh and died for us, there is no way man can ever be sure if God really loves them. In fact, loves them to the uttermost, loves them perfectly verse 4, John says, You dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Now, earlier, John already told us that if we are God's children, we are from God. So what John is saying here, you are from God. You are a child of God because you acknowledge homologio, that Jesus Christ is God and has come into the world in the flesh, born as a man, lived, died, and rose again. Now, rising again must happen because Jesus promised that when he returned to the Father, the Holy Spirit will come, live in us. So now, with the Spirit of God, who is greater than the spirits in this world living in us, When any other teachings or prophets teach something different than this, we can easily recognize their falsehood. For example, recently I was doing a talk about cults. Then someone asked a question about a cult where its founder claimed that she's the incarnate Christ. Now, how do we discern if it's true or false? Ask yourself. Do you homologio that Jesus Christ has already come in the flesh and died and rose again? If your answer is yes, then you can immediately tell that this teaching is a cult because Jesus was already incarnated as a man 2,000 years ago. He doesn't need to incarnate again. When Jesus breathed his last breath, he said, It is finished. We are saved by his finished work on the cross. Any other teachings against this are false. Now, another very famous religion that claims that Jesus was just a man, not God. Now, how do we discern if it's true or false? Ask yourself, do you homologio that Jesus Christ has already come in the flesh and died and rose again? If your answer is yes, then you can immediately tell that teaching is false. Another cult claims that there is mother God, not just father God. Well, let me just pick one example to help us discern this false teaching easily. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22 to 23. John says, Who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist, denying the father and the son. No one who denies the son has the father. Whoever acknowledges the son has the father also. Friends, John never even mentioned the word mother. So please read the Gospel of John, the original truth, not copy that John himself have experienced. Did he ever mention anything about Mother God? Absolutely no. So it's pretty easy to spot this false teaching, right? Now, let's continue. Once we have the spirit of truth, not falsehood, living in us, we can easily discern false teachings and false prophets. John already told us in verse 3, every spirit that does not acknowledge, homologio, Jesus, come in the flesh, is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist. Then continue to say in verse 5, they are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. Verse 6, we are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. See, friends, the Antichrist spirit or the false prophets, three things here. Number one, they are from the world, John says, not from God, which is referring to the systems of the world, which we've also discussed in the earlier episodes. Please listen to those episodes and I won't elaborate uh, more here, all right? So first thing, they are from the world, not from God. The second thing, They speak from the viewpoint of the world, which is the world's philosophies, the world's values, their mindset, which is against the word of God. The third thing is the world listens to them and they do not listen to us. Why? Because the world likes what they teach and what they do. For example, they can be a Christian so that God will bless them. And yet, at the same time, they can keep their lifestyles, do whatever they like. They are against the Word of God. What kind of things that come from the world? Fame, power, materialism, self-glory, self-gratification, right? So let me end with this story. Someone I know from a church told me that a group of people in his church led by one of their leaders claimed that they experienced revival, visitation by the Holy Spirit. So when he told me those signs, I immediately spotted the errors and told him this is not the Holy Spirit and very dangerous. Now, true enough, a few months later, this group left the church and even their denomination and formed their own church. Now friends, if it's the Holy Spirit, everyone in that church will repent and have a deep hunger to seek God and the Holy Spirit will never divide the church but unite the church. One of the signs of falsehood is that these people glorify the miracle worker, glorify what they do and they don't really preach the gospel and about Jesus often. Now let's reflect. Do you find yourself easily discerning truth from error? Why not? Now you know the importance to homologeo who Christ is, his works and his words. What would you do to ensure you truly have the Spirit of God living inside you? Friends, if you want to have the Holy Spirit to live and reign in you, can I invite you to bow your heads and let me pray for you. Father God, we thank you that you have given us the Holy Spirit that is greater than the spirits in the world so that we can discern truth from error. We homologue that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, has come into the world in the flesh, lived and died for our sins on the cross buried and rose again at the confession of our faith we believe you are filling us right now with the holy spirit and have made us to be children of god hallelujah so you dear children of god you have overcome the world because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world may god's grace and blessings always envelop you and your loved ones too In Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope you've been blessed. Now, if you want to know more about Jesus, please drop me a note. Please allow me to help you. Next episode, I would like to discuss with us a topic. In this world, we are like Jesus. Till the next Life Bites, continue to have a bite and have a life. God bless you.